Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good evening, one and all, and welcome to Love Live Rock Remnant Reality Radio. That was Crowder with Forever and Ever. To kick off tonight's RIP 2.0 Rock Reflections, the nightly doers of the word love fellowship gathering, where inquiring minds want to ask, were we in the Ruach HaKadosh or in our own yucca flesh today? I am Shalayak Scribe, Shalayak of Hala, president of Emulators MC, and your guest, Yajay, tonight. Mike the Spike will be back, yeah, willing. He is on a bit of a sabbatical. So we just ask that prayers continue to go out for him. We start each podcast at 7.07 Pacific Time, 9.07 Central Standard Time, 10.07 Eastern. If you'd like to join us on the call, just dial 727-731-3257. No access code needed. That is, again, 727, just like the airplane, 731-3257, and you're in. If you're new, welcome, and we hope what happens here tonight will resonate with you and you will be hooked and keep coming back. Hallelujah. We are going to go for our seventh bodybuilder today, our Ahava offering. This offering goes to support our radio and prison ministries, our faith favor farms, and houses of worship, house for short, and our Yahability ministries, and anything else that the Ruach HaKadosh determines to lay upon our hearts as this ministry continues to grow and thrive into the organism that Abiyah intended intends for it to become. And again, we know that Abiyah loves a cheerful giver. We pray that to you because we don't want you to miss out on a blessing. Ana Ana Baruchata, hallelujah. Whoops, stole a little bit of that Greek slipping in there. If you are so inclined to be, any, be a financial encouragement to us, you can do that by going to give.yahweh.love and make your donation there through our PayPal portal. For those of you who might not be tech savvy or would just like to Barukata us in a way that might seem a little bit more personal and maybe include a letter and a comment or however you feel like doing it, you can send a check or money order to Love Inc. P.O. Box 68138, Phoenix, Arizona, 85082. Again, that's P.O. Box 68138, Phoenix, Arizona. 85082. Or probably the simplest way is just to text 77777 to 44321. It doesn't get a whole lot easier than that. And we praise Yah for the simplicity of all of it, of everything that he's done for us. Again, I'm scribing. What we do here is, first off, we introduce ourselves. We 
share with the audience three positive things about our day and we express some things that we're grateful for. And if the Ruach moves on you and you feel you are led to move into your testimony and share a bit of that with us, feel free. I will begin to set the pace. As I said before, I am Shalayak Scribe. I am president of the Emulators Motorcycle Ministry. I am overseer of Samaritan Scott at 1417 Erie Avenue, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And I'm grateful to be on the line today. It was an absolutely gorgeous day today. Uh, the sky was blue. It could have been a little bit warmer, but you know what? 52, 53 degrees. Um, what we'd expect it and hope for in April. We got it in May. We'll take it. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to get some fresh air, the opportunity to see some sun, some sunshine, some actual sunshine that wasn't clouded over. And I am grateful for the people that Yahweh has brought into my life. I think that may be a repeat grateful from last night, but you know what? People are the most important part of this. Because not only would I not be here helping people, I probably might not be here at all if it weren't for the people that helped get me here. So I am grateful for Shalayak Rock, my best friend, my ministry partner, my business partner, my brother from another mother. And I am excited about the fact that our businesses are growing together. Our ministries, first and foremost, are growing together. And that as they intertwine and intersect, what Yah is able to do with that kind of applied faith, reaching out into other hearts and minds, is pretty much mind-blowing. I mean, I don't know what else to say. There is little else to say other than the fact that it is mind-blowing. Hallelujah. With that, I will pass. Who wants to be next to introduce themselves? Shalom, shalom. I am thankful for today as we had wonderful sunshine as I prayed this morning. So we pray for more sunshine every day. And of course the sunshine wanted to wait to come a few days after our Apostle Rock and Sam left us. Well, not left us, but left Wisconsin. So I'm, I'm thankful that they are in a more sunshine place, I'm sure. Um, thankful for Yahweh's uh, for working the transform program as we move, as I move um, forward with Scribe as he's learning as well as I'm learning and it's a lot of things that I am working on so 
Thank you for Yahweh's work through me as I go through the um, transform set apart steps. And thank you for uh, Yahweh bringing the X39 to more of the nations. And also thank you for that they're coming to Orlando in October. So I'm thankful for, for that, that we'll be going to Orlando in a few, few months yet. Of course, we got to get to summer. I'm thankful for, um, for that. Um, so much just for the... Uh, also, been um, pressing on my heart for our brother Mike that I'm thankful for him. And it's just, I miss having him on the line at nighttime. So I am praising and declaring that, you know, we will... Have him back on soon. And I'm thankful for our overseer that he's able to do the call when others are not on the call. So we're thankful for our brothers and sisters in the Messiah. And for my little one, Eva, that her birthday's coming up soon. So I'm thankful for Yahweh to, as he helps us grow in our life. For, for children. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Or, I'm sorry, Marissa. Wow. Boy, you want to talk about a train derailed? I am going to close my app after I ask who's next. Give me up on your reason to be thankful for yes. that. Hallelujah, Yami. Go ahead. I'm mangling this. Fine. Yahweh's got a hold of you. <laughs> so I'm um, Yami, and I am a child of Yahweh, and I'm still learning. And I want to keep learning through infinity because the dead. As we look at it, is dead because it ceases to flow. And I'm thankful that we can flow with the Ruhat and we can um, accomplish what Yah wants. And I'm thankful that I spent time with Barb today and um, that Yah stopped an attack. And um, she lives, and she will um, continue to live to magnify him. Um, I'm praying for her growth and her um, to have the desires of her heart. Um, I, I'm just standing in awe that Yah takes care of us so well. Now, Pat, thank you. Hallelujah. Next. Hallelujah. Well, that was actually kind of a compliment. You're kind of letting Yami know that that young 37-year-old chick is what uh, Yami reminds you of, so... 
you're giving Yami a, a big compliment and saying she's only a 37-year-old young chick. Like Marissa, just a, a young grasshopper that she is. And uh, she probably doesn't know the, the grasshopper thing, so Scribe can teach her about the show Kung Fu that we grew up with. Hallelujah. And uh, all the many lessons that uh, we used to get from that uh, that Asian mindset, which, uh, you know, so many of these different religions, they try to, uh, they try to mirror our faith, you know, be, because realistically the principles that Yah created are threadbare. You, you just can't, you can't get around truth. Truth is just truth. So even when you try to make something up different, it's still the same. In the long run, you're just putting a different face on it, you know. So I really am grateful um, that we were able to uh, to make it here and that my attitude shifted into high gratitude somewhere throughout the trip last night because, uh, you know, in the middle of the night as we were trying to press on and, and get this done, uh, all of a sudden we had this really loud banging. I mean, it was really loud. And I thought for sure that that oil pump must have just let loose and I had oil all over and I had to shut it off really fast and, you know, make sure I didn't burn my motor up. So I pulled over and shut it off and let it cool down and I sat and I prayed a little bit and then it was time to take the flashlight and, you know, it's pitch dark out and, uh, look underneath the truck and see how much oil is flown all over the place, right? But really, as we were pulling, it sounded more like it was a uh, a tire. It didn't really sound like oil. That's what I said to Sand. I said, it sounds like we blew a tire. I said, that doesn't sound like oil. But it could have been. I didn't know, you know. So anyway, I checked underneath and there was, Definitely no oil anywhere, and I looked at all four tires, and then I looked at the trailer tires, and there was just no blown tires. So it's like, okay, what was that sound? And uh, I started driving forward, and you could hear it every time that it went around, so you knew it was something in the wheel, in the front left wheel. So it's like, okay, we got possibly a bearing, possibly a CV boot, CV joint, something to that effect. And it was a pretty loud grind every time it went around. It was a, a real grind sound, you know. So then it was like, can we make it off the highway? Can we get this thing off the highway? And so we started searching what the closest exits were. There would be somebody in the morning to fix it. And as we drove it, it seemed to be like, well, it's just making a noise, but, you know, 
seems to be pretty solid. Uh, I could smell, you know, burning grease. It, it, it was definitely, you know, uh, some lubrication burn going on there. But um, we got to that first exit we pulled off, and there really wasn't a lot there, and we thought about calling a mobile mechanic, and I said, well, you know, the worst that can happen is it can heat up and we'll smell it and then we'll then we'll have to pull off. So let's see what happens. And we drove it for a long time going tick, 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 tick. And I only did about 10 or 20 miles an hour with the flashers on. And we were going to drive to a more, you know, visible place where there was lots of businesses, which, you know, I was hoping wasn't that far. And it ended up that it was, you know, um, I don't know, about 20 more miles. But what happened was there was two semis coming up behind me, and they had road construction, so the left lane was closed. And then there was the dreaded guardrail, and there was no way that I could not take up the lane. So I wanted to be courteous to the two truckers that ended up behind me and let them pass. So I pulled over in front of the guardrail to be kind and just do an act of kindness to the tr- truckers and stop the truck. And when I, after they passed, I started again, and the sound went away. It wasn't clicking no more. It wasn't ticking no more. It wasn't grinding no more. And it was like just almost like a miraculous healing that the wheel had gotten at that point. But... um we went ahead and we pressed on through all the way here with it like that. So um, my goal was if I could get it here, then I'll go ahead and get it in a shop, you know. And uh, so I have an appointment at noon tomorrow, and uh, they're they're going to look at it. It's, you know, we, we're almost sure it's going to be on that wheel, but, and that they do, at, they go take care of, Wheel bearings, so this is a different big O than the one down by us that we've had problems with. And, uh, you know, we've already got an account with them and everything. So, um, and it should be done in less than two hours. So, um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you're getting tested, getting tested, getting tested, and... Yah gives you the ability to fail, and then he gives you the ability to succeed, and then fail and succeed and fail and succeed and fail and succeed. And, you know, really it's very similar to what Yami is going through in her walk right now. It's very similar to what Scribe is going through in his walk right now. It's very similar to what Marissa is going through in her walk right now. Each of us has different levels of clean time, different ministries that we've been exposed to, different studying that we've done, different study habits, different praise habits, different prayer habits, different worship habits. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to the same thing. Yah treats us. He's no respecter of persons. He treats us with trial testing and allows the enemy to tempt us. And, uh, you know, we were led into temptation a bunch of times and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it was failure in how we dealt with certain situations. I'm sure Yami would say, if she was honest with herself, yeah, I failed here and I failed there and, you know, a bunch of other places. And Scribe would say the same thing. And I'm hoping Marissa's getting to that point 
where she understands because she knows how to take an examination of herself, an honest examination of herself, and realize she's the problem. Drugs aren't the problem. Gary's not the problem. Doctors aren't the problem. Mold isn't the problem. Marissa is the problem. Just like last night, rock was the problem and sand was the problem in many situations that we had to deal with. So I guess I'm grateful tonight, and what I want to share is my attitude of gratitude is is the gratitude that I have that I recognize and acknowledge things for real. I see things for real. And it's what's given me the insight to develop an actual transformed recovery that is a YAH-based program. I believe the only real, true YAH-based program in the world today and we are the pioneers that are going to take it to the nations and watch this go from a handful of people to handfuls of people and handfuls and handfuls and handfuls until it becomes a very well-known option for people who are looking for help. And, you know, what are we being saved from? Are we being saved from drugs? Are we being saved from Satan? Or are we being saved from ourselves? You know, being our own worst enemies is really what this comes down to in most cases as we examine things, as we find out, wow, I am my own worst enemy. Satan couldn't do half the crap into my life that he does if I wouldn't let him. It's me that gives him permission to take over. Instead of going Ruach HaKodesh take over, I get deceived I think I'm in the Ruach, or I think I'm being a believer, I think I'm doing the next right thing, when in reality I got sucked in again to a deception and to a trick by the enemy that only was a waste of my time, money, resources, efforts, everything, just wasted. And I believe with all my heart, the sooner we catch on, to this examination process and this finding the solutions and living in the solutions, which are usually scripture solutions, by the way, uh, many times, oftentimes in the set-apart scriptures, you will find those solutions right in the steps. The set-apart scripture steps typically have your solution wrapped in there somewhere. So what you're doing by shifting through this process night after night after night is you're finding the ability within yourself to be able to deal with and cope with and, and actually handle life or face life on life's terms. And that's really, you know, that comes directly from the Narcotics Anonymous basic text is we have to learn to face life on life's terms. We can't try to make up this alter reality and, you know, skew it or spin it or twist it or turn it into some kind of thing that it's not. We've got to get real with ourselves. And I think too many of us, when we're still struggling with set apart scripture step one, we have this control issue where we think we can fix it. We think we can tr- control it. We think we're God. And, if, and when I say that, we think we're God. I really mean the bad guy, not the good guy, because Yahweh would never lead the way that the enemy 
Hasatan God, Reel, leads, and you lead as bad as he leads. When you try to run things, you're leading just as bad as Hasatan God, Reel. You suck at it. I suck at it, which is why I have to submit and surrender my life and my will, turn it over to the protection and the care of Yah, and know that I know that I know that I know that I'm in his will, which I don't always do, but most of the time today I do. More today than ever before. And all I can do is hope that all of you all are heading in that same direction, in that same path, that you make less mistakes and you may have more overcoming and more powerful experiences to share with us on how you were being challenged and tested and you overcame. And that you're not making up lame excuses like, well, I'll pray about it. You know, I, this is this is a real Hasatan Gadrael trap that we learn from Christianity. We'll pray about it. We'll pray about it. Scribe and I know this one couple from Sheboygan, Bill and Sue, and instead of doing and being doers of the word, their response when they would get wise counsel from us, when we were basically kicking them in the butt to take action, their response would always be, we'll pray about it. I'm sorry, praying is not doing. Praying is supposed to give you clarity immediately to have to do because sometimes you don't got time to wait. Now, sometimes we do need to wait upon Yahweh. He tells us that in the Word. But it's not all the time that things are slow. No, you got to be ready in season and out of season, which means you got to be Johnny on the spot. you got to be ready to go now. Because if you don't go right now when he tells you go, when he's telling you, showing you, putting something in your face to do, that opportunity is going to be missed and that person's going to be dead. They're going to die. You know, if we don't take action, if we just sit back and think we got all this time, you got to ask yourself, how many people have died while I was sitting and deciding, praying about what I'm supposed to do with ministry? I don't. I take action. So that's one of the things I can tell you I've done right most of the time. But even in that, you know, sometimes I've taken action with people I shouldn't have taken action with because I was casting my pearls before pigs and wasting my time. And many of you, I can tell you, uh, you do the same thing. You are making my mistakes. And even when I tell you, stop making my mistakes, stop doing what I've done wrong, you guys choose to do it anyway. So I'm really grateful that I've got these insights because I've taken action. I can see by the experience, the shachma, the, the real, true, in-depth wisdom that Abba Yah is trying to reveal. And that is exciting to me because according to Scripture, if we're really reading it and, and receiving it, it's priceless. It's really a priceless thing. It's worth more than diamonds or rubies or pearls or anything, gold, silver, it's worth everything. It's priceless. It's really huge. And I thank Abba Yah for that because I need that in my life, and I need more of it 
and I need to be better, I put down on my Facebook post, I didn't get an A+, but I know I passed the test. I don't know what my grade is, you know, and Sand is listening on the other phone. I came in the other room because she started up the washer and the dryer, and it was just a little too loud for me to concentrate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know what my grade was for yesterday, you know. But I want to, at the end of the day, after RIP 2.0, and when we say good night, everybody, good night, John Boy, good night, Mary Ellen, good night, good night, good night, good night, and we say good night, and I sing, I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started, and before you know it, comes the time we have to say so long. Good night, everybody. And we all say good night, right? And we can go ahead and grade ourselves for the day and say, okay, well, today was a B minus. Today was a B plus. Today was an A minus. Today was an A. Wow. If you ever get an A plus day, call me, let me know, share the joy of an A plus. And don't be afraid to come on this line if you're having an F-minus day or a D-minus day and tell the truth to everybody because sometimes you need to just confess your faults. You need to confess your sins one to another. And do a really good set-apart scripture step five, which is the step we're on, right, which is a confession. Just confess it. Get it out, you know. So I'm grateful that he's shown me how this all works in human behavior and, and his connection to us and how the instruction manual makes it all work and it fits and it's so beautiful and so incredible. So hallelujah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hallelujah. Rock said Sand was listening on the other line. Just going to offer up the invite real quick. Sand, would you have anything you'd like to share? Or should I jump to a music break? All you got to do is unmute yourself. Tap on it. Tap on it. Tap on it. All right. She's having a problem. I'll go help her. Uh, at least I can get out of bed without screaming, so that's that's positive. I don't know if you guys realize, but I was in such a bad place yesterday that to get in and out of bed was a scream. Well, and this song that I got planned next for you will fit right into the day, and it will meet a need. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, copy music. <laughs> so I will uh, share my gratitude. It's a, along the lines of what it was last night, but I think I'm a little. Uh, well, Rock didn't hear what I said last night, but as I shared with you, you know, I needed to have more gratitude, and I realized that. So as we're as Rock could say that we went down the road and I called it more like a clunking noise, like clunk, 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 but whatever. It stopped 
and I don't know why it stopped, and I was just really glad. And we pressed on through to get here. We got here at 5 a.m., and I was very grateful for a hot shower and a bed to sleep in. And it wasn't a lot of sleep. You know, I had all four hours before I had to go to work, but it was, you know, it was good rest, short but sweet. And uh, so grateful for that, grateful to be here, grateful that, you know, we were going to have to leave tomorrow morning because we just had the two nights here. We missed the first night because of the car trouble. I was able to extend it for a day, and we have like three other stops that we're making on the way home. So extending this day affected all of those days, and there was absolutely no problem or conflict or issues in making that change in any of those appointments. Everybody was very cooperative, and and it just worked out. So hallelujah, I'm very grateful for that. And then it means we can have an extra day. That was my main thing, is I really wanted to give Iraq was in such pain, and believe me, I realize after him being in such pain, I was the one pumping the gas in the rain. I was the one putting the air in the tires. I was the one carrying stuff in, and Rock normally does those things. Where I would just say, that's a guy job, that's a guy job, that's a guy job. And he does all those things, and he does them without complaining. So when he was hurting and couldn't do those things, I was feeling it. And so I'm grateful for the extra day's rest to get him on the mend so I don't have to do those things anymore and he can come back to his boy job stuff. (laughs) But, no, I really have a – I need to remember how much he does and be, be more grateful and as Scribe had um, texted to me, be nice. Be nice to each other. You know, and it's true. You know, we tend to be unkind and rude to the people that we love just because they're there and we tend to take them for granted more than even strangers at times. And that's wrong. And I don't want to do that anymore and I really do appreciate all that Rock does and uh, I'm grateful that he's starting to feel better and that he has an extra day's rest here. It's really important. Not to mention I have like 10 loads of laundry to do (laughs) because we've been in the trailer and I didn't want to go to the laundromat. So anyhow, and the last thing I'll say is I am just really grateful for not having living in regret because I know in the past and and actually I've had I did have I was tempted to feel like this like regret that oh I didn't spend enough time with my daughter or oh she didn't you know, come out and see me again. So, you know, I, like, 
she must not, I'm not going to say that she doesn't love me, but the thought would cross her mind that, oh, I'm not that important to her, and you know, and have those types of thoughts and regrets. And then when I leave Wisconsin, almost go into a depression over that kind of stuff. And the temptation was there to to kind of live in those thoughts, but I didn't. I guess I made a conscious decision not to. I know my children love me. And I also had to look back at, you know, where I was at 22, 23, 24 years old and how much time I spent with my mom and how I, you know, you know, if I had options and choices of what I was going to do on a given night, would it be go see my mom or would it be, you know, go hang out with my boyfriend, right? So I really had to look, put that in the right perspective um, and not allow myself to be saddened, you know, by, you know, circumstances like that. So I did get to see both my children. I was only there a week. I got to spend quality time with each of them, short. But you know what? It was like that for everyone. I didn't get to spend much time with anyone, but I got to see a lot of people. So I'm grateful that I'm growing in that area and that I can just accept the situations for what they are and not, you know, read a bunch of stuff into it and let my mind have vain imaginations that I was able to take every thought captive and just not go into a depression or a funk over something that really isn't even there. Uh, so hallelujah. Thanks for letting me share. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Sandy. Thank you. Thanks, Rock. Um, this next song basically hits on three different levels. It's a three. It's a three-word title, um, and it's just um, it. It amazes me sometimes when we look at this because in Ivriam, everything has at least three different meanings. Actually, I think it's at least four. And you can't go wrong when you do this. You can't go wrong when you listen to it. And you can't go wrong when the doing of it yourself is answered. This is Striper with calling on you back and forth.
Hallelujah. Abba, yeah, we are calling on you tonight, just as you're calling on us. You've placed a task before us. You've placed us on a path. You've placed a reward before us. And we thank you for the chance to walk that path. We are going to call Marissa forward and have her read Set Apart Scripture Step 5, Honesty, Admission, Submission, and Confession. Before her, Honesty, Admission, Submission, and Confession. Set Apart Scripture Step 5 is that the spread. Before, during, and after we begin the honesty, self-examination of our past, present, and future, we begin submitting ourselves to love, to Yahweh, to people, and to the principles of discovery and recovery. To our amazement and shock, we actually begin to not only read the Bible, but honestly study and transparently meditate on it. We see the human nature of Adam and Eve, Enoch, Job, Noah, Abraham, and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob, Israel, and Rachel, Joseph, Moses, Samson, David, Solomon, Jonah, Daniel, Peter, John, Shaul, and many others. We identified our own failures with the failures of these even considered heroes of faith. Hebrews 11. And we're comforted by the empathy found within this connection. We saw ourselves in these real people and found a wonderfully refreshing empowerment sent by Yaz Ruach, Yaz Spirit, regarding Yaz Amet, which is Yahweh's truth, and how it was so transparently expressed. <clears throat> Why do we submit? Submitting myself one to another in your love, even as your renewed covenant instructs me to do so I can become all you have created me to be. We were made to love. Yahweh is love. First John 4, 8. And we discovered this Yah image. We were created in the image of Ahaba, love. Admitting and submitting, admission begins submission. Admitting every wrong to me, myself, and I. Admitting every wrong to another person. Admitting every wrong to even other persons in the body. Admitting every wrong to even other persons outside the body. And that has become my testimony because I have passed each test. We discovered as we recovered through the awareness found in Ephesians 4 by Shaul and just how much transformed recovery is actually within this one chapter. Both bodybuilders and set of scripture steps. Likewise, the wealth of wisdom, well, that's in the writings of Yah's wisest. King Solomon, son of David, a man after Yah's own heart, showing a father-son relationship, even emulating that of Yahweh Yeshua. Fail, failed, past, was a failure, past, this is failing current, is a failure current. Have you ever failed to listen? Have you ever failed to follow instructions? Failures. Adam and Eve couldn't follow instructions. No one got drunk. Abraham is that Pharaoh. Sarah laughed at Yah's promises, and they together were just too old to do any more with their life, especially raising a child. Isaac and Rebecca played favorites. Jacob was a deceiver and was deceived. Joseph quietly stirred up anger amongst his brothers. Moses was an orphan. Stuttered, murdered, was prideful, arrogant, probably needed anger management. Miriam was a gossip. David was too young, his armor didn't fit, had an affair, schemes to cover it up, and then murdered 
Uriah, the husband of Bathsheba, whom he coveted and stole from. Solomon was too rich, gave out counsel, but couldn't receive it. Jonah ran from Yah. Amos' only training was in the school of fig tree pruning. Hosea's wife was a prostitute. Samson had long hair, was disobedient, suffered codependency, missing Yah dependency. Naomi was a widow. Peter was afraid of death. Lazarus was dead. John was self-righteous. John the Baptist was a loud mouth. Martha was a worry word. Mary may have been lazy. John Mark was rejected by Charles. Timothy had, Timothy had ulcers. So did Peter Shaw not to vote. Cool break. But Yahweh doesn't hire and fire like most bosses because he's more like our dad. I'm oh, sorry. This one was by my lap. Let me start over. <laughs> but Yahweh doesn't hire and fire like most bosses because he's more like our dad than a boss. He doesn't look at financial gain or loss. He's not prejudiced or partial, nor sassy and brassy, nor deaf to our cry. He's not blind to our faults. His gifts to us are free. We can do wonderful things for others and still not be wonderful ourselves. Hasatan says, you're not worthy. Yeshua says, so what? I am. Hasatan looks back and sees our mistakes. Yahweh looks back and sees the tree. A fifth-step prayer. Yahweh, my deep self-examination has shown me who I have been, who I am becoming like I am, created with the Yah image intent. Help me, Yah, to become perfect, beginning with have been honesty, eliminating all denial, confessing my fleshly past thoughts, confessing my fleshly past actions, confessing my fleshly past failures. Help me trust you enough, Abba, Father. Help me trust loving brothers and sisters enough. Excuse me. Help me trust loving wise counsel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. Trust loving wise counsel sent by you into my life by you, Yahweh, to bring light and overwhelm darkness, to expose those dark secrets and bring them out of the skeletal closet and see marvelous light. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. That was a fantastic job. We do appreciate it. If I could ask you all to turn in or to turn in your set apart scriptures, you Kippe Hakadesh, your Brit Hadashah to Psalms one nineteen sixty six and sixty seven, it would be greatly appreciated. Let me know when you have it. Let me know when you're there by simply saying, got it. But do me a favor. Take your time. Got it. Okay. Marissa's going to read that for us. Okay. 66 and 67, right? Okay. Okay. All right, hallelujah. Okay, now I was browsing the Bible, or I should say Psalms, um, and then now we're in the the chapter that I'm glad we're in it because we got a bunch of stuff going on. <laughs> hallelujah. As in Gimel, the last, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, hey, Vav or Vav, Zion, Zion, so who knows? We're in Tets, which looks like Tets, but without the end. So maybe when we're when I'm done reading, <laughs> you can help me understand why it's a bunch of different breakdowns. So um, he asked me to start at 65, so I'm just going to read from there. 
So Psalms 119.65, test. I guess that's how you pronounce it. You have done good with your servant, O Yahweh, by your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge by a belief of your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have kept your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. If the proud have forged a lie against me, I will keep your precepts with all my heart. Their heart is like fat, without feeling. I delight in your Torah. It is good for me that I was afflicted to learn your statutes. The law... Yeah, which down That's okay. It was a good. It was a good. chapter. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Their heart is like fat, without feeling a delight in your Torah. It is good for me that I was afflicted to learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better than uh, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. And my question, if I give you the phone, is how do you pronounce that? Is it teeth or teeth? <laughs> That's teeth. Hallelujah. This is interesting. All right. Well, hallelujah. Um, I'm pretty sure I can say this with confidence. Um, This is the longest chapter in the set of part scriptures. It is also, it also covers the entire Hebrew alphabet. If you read it from one all the way to the end, it goes, there's 26 different, 20, 24 different sections, if I remember correctly. It's either 22 or 24. Um, but Aviyah, in the name of Yeshua, I just ask that you, Baruchata, hallelujah, Marissa, for her reading and for her openness to move forward. We're going to go back. Yeah, and I just pray that your words come out of my mouth the way you want them to as we talk about 65, 66, and 67 specifically. Um, Enduring Word, Bible commentary, handles it like this. It says starting in 65, they call it a prayer of praise and petition. You have dealt with your servant, O Yahweh, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. You have dealt with your servant, O Yahweh, according to your word. This section begins with a note of gratitude. The psalmist finds himself thankful for Elohim's good dealings, good dealing toward him, and that Baruchata Hallelujah have come according to his word. We don't think about it enough but it's wonderfully true that you have dealt well with your servant, O Yahweh. Think of all the ways Yah has dealt well with us. He chose us. He called us. He drew himself to us. He rescued us. He declared us righteous. He forgave us. He put his Ruach within us. He adopted us into his family. He loves us. He made us kings and priests and co-workers with him. He reminds all, uh, he rewards all our work for him. According to your word implies that the psalmist not only knew the promises of Yahweh and pled them in prayer, as in Psalms 
as in Psalm 119.49, he also received the promises by faith and experienced them. Excuse me. This should be the life experience of every child of Elohim. We know that Yah has has dealt well with us, and we know that it has been according to his word. When we are thus reaping the fruitful discipline of our father's school, Ibrahim, Hebrews 12, 11, we must not put a fresh, we must not put a fresh seal to our testimony. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Elohim, but why should we delay our acknowledgement till we come out of our trial? Ought we not to give it even the midst Ought we not to give it even in the midst of our heaviness? Teach me good judgments and knowledge. This prayer for Shachma comes from a blessed, from a Brukatad life, having received this well-dealing from Elohim. The psalmist understood that he needs to give, to live in good judgment and knowledge. The Brukatad hallelujah were given to him for wise and obedient living to the Hanan, of Yahweh, good judgment, Hebrew, the goodness of taste and experimental taste and relish of divine things. Kind of like the idea of standing out in the middle of a snowstorm or a thunderstorm uh, with your mouth open and just tasting the rain. Judgment here is literally taste, not in our sense of artistic ju- or of artistic judgment, but of spiritual discernment for the ear tests words as the palate tests food. Job 34.3, Hebrews 5.14. If we far too easily forget our great need to learn good judgment and knowledge and are far too ready to trust our own heart and conscience, and conscience the faculty of, conscious, of conscience partakers with every other power of man of the injury of the fall and therefore with all its intelligence, honesty, and power, it is liable to misconception. Conscience, therefore, must not be trusted without the light of the word of Elohim. And most important is the prayer. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. No school but the school of Messiah. No teaching but the teaching of the Ruach can ever give this good judgment and knowledge. That's a quote by Bridges. For I believe your commandments. He wanted Elohim to teach him because he already did believe the commandments and words of Yahweh. If we really do believe his word, then we should want him to teach us to live wisely and obediently. Verses 67 and 68. The goodness of Yah seen even in correction. The way it's titled. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Before I was afflicted, I went astray but now I keep your word. 
The psalmist speaks here of lessons learned the hard way. There was a time when he was far more likely to go astray from Yah's word and the Shachma life revealed in it. Yet under a season of affliction, he was now devoted to the word of Elohim. I would also add that the second half of that, before I was afflicted, I went astray. I'm going to suggest that those three words there allude to the mental processes, the thought life that David was enabling to to gain strength within him. Because the body's not going to act unless something's in the mind to do it first. This principle has been demonstrated in nearly everyone who has pursued Yahweh. This one reason why Yah appoints affliction for his people. 1 Thessalonians 3.3 Often our tasks, often our trials act as a thorn hedge to keep us in the good pasture but our prosperity is a gap through which we go astray. Spurgeon. Bridges relates an old church prayer in all time of our wealth. Good Yah, deliver us. A time of wealth is indeed a time of special need. It is hard to restrain the flesh when so many are the baits for its indulgence. Bridges. As the scourging and beating of the garment with a stick beateth out the moths and dust, so do afflictions beat out corruption from the heart. Trap. Many have been humbled under affliction and taught how and taught to know themselves and humble themselves before Elohim that probably without this could that probably without this could never have been saved. After this, they have been serious and faithful. Affliction sanctified is a great bokata, hallelujah. Unsanctified is an additional curse. And I can't help but think it extremely ironic that if you, if you shift the letters or if you shift one letter, in those last three, additional curse actually becomes addiction. And you can erase all the rest of it. We gain solace here by remembering what the set-apart scriptures say, even if Yeshua, even of Yeshua, although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. Hebrews 5.8. You are good and do, and do good. Teach me your statutes. This important and precious line follows the recognition of affliction and the good it has done in life. The psalmist did not become bitter or resentful towards Elohim for the affliction that brought him into greater obedience. Despite the affliction, which we should regard as genuine, he proclaimed, you are good and do good. 
In fact, he even wanted more instruction from Elohim, saying, teach me your statutes. This is said with the implicit understanding that this teaching might require more affliction. Yet it was the psalmist's desire. Yet it was the psalmist's desire. This shows how confident he was in the goodness of Elohim. Affliction is not the most frequently mentioned matter. The most prominent word in these verses is good. This is the teth stanza. Teth is the first letter of the Hebrew word good or tov. So it was a natural thought for the composer of the psalm to use good at the beginning of these verses. In the most basic sense, this praise for who Yahweh is, you are good, and praise for what Elohim does, and do good, these are always two wonderful reasons for praise. Hallelujah. Abba Yah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for the reading of this commentary this morning, as we or this evening, as we look into it. And we, Abba, we just want to pursue, we want to go deeper. And we just thank you for everything that you continue to present us with. Regardless of how difficult it may appear, we know that you are doing it for our benefit, for your benefit, and for the benefit of those you will reach through us. Hallelujah. Yeah, as I was reading this the first time, um, I saw a lot of what the commentary was speaking of. Yahweh does good by us, first and foremost, without argument. And, of course, that good that he does only comes through his word. That's how he communicated with Adam and Eve. It shouldn't have changed regardless of the language. Yeah, sometimes it gets watered down here and there and it gets messed with. But the fact of the matter is, Yah still speaks to us through his word. Because if he wouldn't have set the patterns, we wouldn't have to work with. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. Abba Yah caused me to be a good student, caused me to study to show myself approved so I can know what to look for as I go through these lessons. You've set guideposts that others have experienced before me in getting your attention and keeping your attention and getting you to help them through this thing called life. For I have believed your commandments. David read the experience, the experience of others while he was still a shepherd. The commandments were written down. He grew up with the commandments of Yah as Jesse, his father, had instructed him and his brothers and so on and so forth. So David knew them. And he believed them. And just as Rock was talking earlier tonight about praying, if we don't act on 
what we believe we're hearing immediately in righteousness, one, it's defiance. Two, Goliath breaks through the camp. What if David had stalled and got himself, allowed himself to get caught up in doubt and hadn't moved forward? Do you honestly think the Philistines would have stayed content standing there on the other side of that field berating the Hebrews? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Let me correct that. Here's the thing. Would the Philistines have stayed on the other side of that field content in berating the Israelites? The only one on that field that acted as an Ivrim, as a Hebrew, was David. Sixty-seven. Before I was afflicted, before you punished me, uh, before you corrected me, before you chastised me, Abiyah, before you had to use measured force to get my attention, I went astray. He went astray between his ears before his feet went astray. That's kind of like having Abe on a leash with a spiked with a with a spiked collar. And I could have used Hattie as the same example. I'm not picking on poor old Abe. We used him with Vicky. We we've used him with Hattie. Okay. That he ain't come back here. Nope, you're too far off the sidewalk. That's not the path I want you on. But now I have kept your word. Abba Yah, I'm listening now, and I know that your way is better. 68, Abba, you are good. And you you do good. Teach me your statutes. Continue to teach me your statutes, Abba Yah, so that I can walk in them so I don't have to experience the affliction. I know some is going to come from time to time. And dare I say it, Abba, please understand this. I'm not asking for what I've missed. Please understand that and... Yeah, I'm I'm not asking for it. I have not had the affliction worthy of my sins, so I've got more to be grateful for than I could ever possibly express. I don't know I I don't know how else to put it. I know how wretched a sinner I am. I've confessed some of it, I have not confessed all of it on the line. I, you know, it's it's not a movie I would want to watch more than once. Okay? But I know that Yah is good. And I am grateful and I'm thankful. And whatever those whatever those sins are that I haven't confessed, I'll be, yeah, I teshuva from them right now, thanking you for your favor, thanking you for drawing me back in and 
keeping me on your path. And all I can ask is teach me your statutes. Teach me your instructions. Hallelujah. With that, I will pass. I don't know who wants to go next, but it's not going to be me. Hallelujah. Nobody's here. Hallelujah. I am, uh, I don't remember which one it was. I'm just looking at 66 and 67, 68. And also 69. Um, I mean, I'm still learning the commandments. I mean, I know, I know them, but it's like, I need a, it's always good for me to double read them, but I am, um, getting better at, understanding between when I was um, failing them and not being obedient to them in the past where I am now and not the praying more as I have had Yahweh's conviction when I did break some of them in the past. And I'm sure that we all know that we might have done at one time or another in our life. So um, we need to believe them. Yeah, so, so teach me good judgment and knowledge by I have believed your commandments. So Yahweh, I'm going through that process right now, and um, we all know that we were could have been astray at one time or another. But um, I and I am in agreement with what Scott was saying. So I'm in agreement on number sixty-eight, and then um, sixty-nine is a power that forged a lie against me, and I will keep you peace up to all my heart. I'm not quite sure what they mean of proud, but um, I know that uh, um, Yahweh is not lies, he is truth, so, and then precepts, I'd have to look that word up, but um, just staying in um, union with, with, with Yahweh and um, what does precepts mean? Do you know what principles. it is? Principles. Okay. Oh, that's Yahweh's principle. So, but he's, he's, um, we, we, as we, as we are in, um, moments for transform I'm in my, um, walk in the renewing of my mind. So, slowly and surely it's, it's coming to the right places in the heart, but it's, um, working on just cleaning out the, the, um, areas that, as I allow more of Yahweh into there, to, um, as I read the Word and worship Him and, and, and praise and prayer and also learning. So that's why um, Rock has me staying with our scribe because he is a great teacher of the Word. And I always am in awe of when he gets there and as he is... Um, I also pray patience over him too because he's got to um, remind me and I'm getting better about my mouth but Yahweh has been putting him through tests de- dealing with me and my and with the flesh of um, areas that we are overcoming and as I'm, as I'm overcoming that he's helping me learn to overcome is what I meant that, that there's things that get in the way 
and this um the smart the um chakma the wisdom that Yahweh gave to our overseers and um that he gives him that um reminders to teach me the right ways on the um overcoming on where I am and where I was and where I am and where I'm going to be going. So I'm thankful for our um for our elders that um they can help that he can guide me as um to help me I can get I can get to those places that yeah I can keep those principles and and as we as they say in that that I write them right on the tablet of my heart so that Yahweh yeah, can can help that area that we are in right now that the season that me and Scribe and Rock and everyone and as well as all the other people that are not on the line so yeah clearly and I was I kept thinking about last night as um a friend Joe was here and Yami you guys both have really soothing voices <laughs> and it's like I transcribed that they could they could do um scripture for sleep and you could do your praises and your prayers and scriptures. Cause I definitely um I know everyone has their their calling, but you you both have soothing voices. So I'm thankful that Yahweh can can give us um the right voices that He wants us to go forward into it. But it's just a thought I had. But um, if you ever want to. Consider that we record. You should record. We can. We're gonna talk about that after life. So hallelujah. <laughs> that Yahweh brings us to where He wants us to go. And then I'll pass with that. Hallelujah. This is Scribe. I am back uh, for a little while, anyway. Who's next after Marissa? I got the name right this time. <laughs> it's not Yahweh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mute button was fighting. <laughs> I don't get it sometimes. <laughs> well, um, wow. I guess these kind of reflections I was having last night and through the day, um, always we have abundant life when we walk with Yah. And um, I don't think that we'll ever stop learning his ways. He's, um, you know, his ways are our life, and and there were it, it is the life that's worth living. And he never intended for us to have to have an enemy to fight. It just so happened that um, Satan was able to deceive woman and and Adam finished it off because he chose to take the tree also. And Yah gave us instructions not to do that and when we did it I remember watching a little skit um, quite long ago and basically what it helped me understand by 
by staying, by obedience and staying away from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we were just walking and learning. And um, when we when we partook of the knowledge of good and evil, there was laid before us all the choices. And uh, as being flesh, we couldn't get it. (laughs) So that, and plus, we were disobedient. And so the um the ability to live life one day at a time is uh, the only way we can live eternally because of the fall so i uh i wanna continue to walk with him he um he walked us through everything. When that, I remember um, just walking, or just, um, I'm sorry, driving, because I sensed, um, I just didn't hear words. I just sensed the drive when we were um, needing the car fix this last time and wow the I opened my car door at O'Reilly and um, there was a couple walking by a young couple and he, they said hi both of them and then he said what's going on and we got in a conversation and he was a um a student you know he's starting college to become a body person, and his father was a mechanic, and he i didn't ask he said, "Can I fix it for you?" and he did, and he wanted no money. And all I was doing was going the way, walking the direction that I was aware of, not really knowing what was going to happen. And uh, (laughs) he did it all. And this is over and over. And then today with Barb, she... um, went out like and she called for help she was blanking out and um i went over and took her hand and um i it took me back to we can be out of our body and um so through that yah gave me the pictures of how to pray And the last part of the prayer was telling her body to line up with the word. 
that by the stripes of Yeshua, she is healed. She and and telling that body to line up, demanding that body, and then she came back out out of wherever she had I left her body. Not that she really understood what was going on or me neither. But Yah kept her and Yah restored her. So hallelujah. I, I'm again in standing awe of the beautiful way um, he's teaching us how to... Um, maintain life, really, at that situation. Just awesome how he takes care of his own. All of us, our testimony is a reflection of his love towards us. And um, I'm forever grateful. And I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Yami. Appreciate that. Hallelujah. Wow. We have anybody else that wants to share. I guess Rock wants to get in here. Oh, actually, it's Sam, not Rock. But uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, well, using his phone, so you know how can you tell? <laughs> so, um, looking at the Psalm and kind of uh, this portion of Psalm. And reflecting on, you know, my situation, this part that says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept your word. That is, uh, that reminds me of, you know, so many times in life, it's like, I need, I almost feel like when these things happen, like I, it's, it's almost, it's not a punishment as much as it is, hey, wake up. <laughs> you better get on the right path here. You're going the wrong direction. So it's be, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But once I was afflicted, it caused me to go back on the right path. And that's exactly what the rod and the staff do, is prod us back into the right direction. But sometimes it comes in a form of affliction. So the testings and the trials, and, you know, I really felt that because I was getting lackadaisical and, you know, not getting up in the morning and just skipping the evening sessions all by um, my own thinking I have other things I need to get done. And, you know, it's time. It's all about time for me, and, and, and I've always been very task-oriented, and if I can have my checklist and if I get things checked off, then I feel good. But then if it's keeping me from fellowship or if it's keeping me from a strong relationship with him, then I need to reexamine my own motives and my own, uh, I guess, uh, trying to think of the right word, my priorities. 
And uh, so these little wake-up calls, you know, like possibly running out of gas on the freeway and and uh, just these little afflictions, because it could have been a lot worse. He, it's just like, a, to me, it seems like a wake-up call. And obviously, David had those things as well. It's like, whoa, wake up. Hello. And now, I'm keeping your word, because I already, I know better. I know what can happen if I'm not staying on that straight and narrow path. If I'm not per- putting Yahweh first in my life, then things are going to go off the rails. And... uh so I saw a little bit of that, and I I, now, I already know I can't do things in my own strength. It doesn't work out, and that's why uh, David asks, teach me your statutes. Help me to do it right. How am I supposed to live? What am I supposed to do? Teach me how to be good. And the only way I'm going to learn that is by studying that and by getting to know the creator and the one who made the statutes and made up the laws, made up the rules, and has the perfect plan for my life. I can't find it any other way. I may think I know what I want. I may think I know what I need. But ultimately, I don't. Only the one who created me does. I mean, if I seek him, I will find that way, but I can't find it without the seeking him part. (laughs) So, yeah, these little afflictions that really struck me tonight because that's where I've been. You know, things kind of go off the rails and then I wake up and I have a wake-up call. Like, whoa, I need you, yeah, I'm sorry. And this is where the teshuva comes in now get back on the the right path and, uh, you know, don't think that I don't need to be a part of this fellowship and don't think I don't need that time with him because it's very, very important. And uh, I start seeing it in my attitude and lack of gratitude and lack of kindness, lack of all the fruit, you know. And... uh, so it's a it's a good lesson tonight, a good word, and uh, I'm grateful for David and the Psalms and uh, the Word of Yah. Straighten them out. Hallelujah. And hallelujah, thank you, Hallelujah. So I don't know if you guys are going to hear me real good because the the connection I'm on is through the app and uh, the internet is kind of shaky down here by the, by the water where we are um, here in Branson. But um, wow, a lot, a lot of incredible stuff shared. You guys are a pretty tough act to follow here tonight Uh, to add anything really of value to what you've said, I guess, you know, the thing that kind of strikes me as, as really cool is that I actually asked this in prayer 
back in my 20s. And I believe that I've had him answer my prayer over and over and over all too many times because I I wanted to be, you know, in good sense or common sense. Um, I wanted to have the knowledge you know, uh, last night I shared about not being a fool, which, you know, the opposite of that would be to learn how to be wise, you know. And I have, you know, as David says here, I have now 30 years later. Now I'm not in my 20s, now I'm in my 50s. I have trusted his commands over the years, you know, and was afflicted over and over and over and over and over again. And I think probably too many times, but that's my testimony. You know, I used to say for many years, some people got to get, you know, they got to bang their head against the wall to have a wake-up call. Got to bang your head against the wall to have the wake-up call, right? Well, for me... It wasn't like once or twice or three times or, you know, it was like over and over and over again until my head was bloody and my brains were hanging halfway out of my earball, you know, ear balls. So I said the other day is earballs instead of earlobes <laughs> or eyeballs, you know. So am I rubbing off? Uh-huh. Am I rubbing off? <laughs> You can't hear me? No, I said, am I rubbing off? Oh, yeah. I you, you, you rubbed off a long time ago, believe me. Um, so, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a uh, real bang your head, bang your head, bang your head. But, you know, I was making those statements. Think about this. I was making those statements already in my 20s, my late 20s, you know. Uh, so when I even start to look like that old man that was coming out of it back then, when I start to look like that guy, then I really feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm backsliding. I'm acting like I did when I was a 28-year-old or a 29-year-old or a 30-year-old. Remember, I started my recovery at 21 years old. I started getting into the Word again and really digging into the Word at 25 years old. But I had been in and out of the Word, you know, through my teens. And all I can say is when I read the Word today – its significance is so much more than before. And, you know, if you're having a hard time, just get what you can, I guess would be my advice to you. Get what you can right now, but take it as seriously as you can. Be as sincere with Yah as you can. Ask him to open up his word to give you a deeper level of understanding. You know, don't just take this for granted. Realize it's important for 
Marissa, night after night to try to say something regarding whatever the scripture is. Why? So she can sound to herself as she listens to herself how ridiculously lost in understanding and comprehension she may still be. That's important. That's important. And maybe you might start sharing and not even realize, oh my gosh, I didn't even say anything about what the topic was of what the scripture was, I went all over the place into a bunch of other places, you know? And when you do that enough times, all of a sudden the wake-up call comes and it says, I'm not a very focused person, you know? Or I'm not really, really having common sense or good sense <laughs> like it's what we're supposed to have Teach me good sense. Teach me common sense. Teach me knowledge. And I'm so grateful that I desired that because I believe my sharing back in the beginning in my 20s was not nearly as good as now, but I did say some pretty good stuff already back then. And so Yah was getting through to me, especially after I received the Ruach HaKodesh. When I got filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, it was the game changer. So I still want to really let everybody understand our, our main goal, really, in the beginning, with all new people, is to get them on their knees, to get them to eat carpet and cry their guts out, cry their eyeballs out, rivers of tears, so that the rivers of living water can flow in and cleanse them from all unrighteousness and that they can be filled in their innermost being, not with a drop or two, not with a sprinkle here or there, but with a complete mikvah, a complete overflow, a complete immersion. They need to be immersed in this thing. And when you get that Ruach so immersed, you know, Danny Wickers came in to our program in Milwaukee. He came in as a Catholic, with a Catholic background, and drug rehabs from prison. Everything was clinical. Everything was religion. Everything was plastic people. And all of a sudden he comes into this very real very, very Ruach-filled group of people, and it just totally overtook anything that he ever seen. He found himself in tears constantly by the way the Ruach just overwhelmed him. And, you know, that's, that's for most people, they wouldn't consider that good sense or common sense. But the foolish things do truly confound the wise. And the Ruach will take the complex and break it down and make it so simple sometimes. His commands are not complex. They're pretty simple. Don't steal. Don't kill. Don't want somebody else's stuff. Don't want somebody else's wife. 
you know, do's and don'ts, pretty simple stuff. But it says we have to learn his laws. Teach me your laws. Because you are good. Yeah, you are good and your chassad endures forever. Yeah, you are good and your chassad endures forever. He's good. His loving kindness, his goodness, we need to desire that because that's him. It endures forever. We can get that inside us. Let those Ruach fruits, those Ruach gifts, just let the Ruach really get in us. Man, you're going to become a brand new person. You're going to become someone different than you were before. So I'm just grateful that I trusted his commands. And that I didn't keep trusting what I thought. Because thinking that we know when we're just making it up can be a pretty scary path. So, hallelujah. Um, again, really great stuff everybody shared tonight. And uh, uh Definitely love you all, and and I I come in agreement with uh, with uh, Marissa in the uh, statements she made regarding Mike the Spike. I did reach out to Mike the Spike tonight. He was on Facebook for the first time in quite some time, and I did a loving uh, invitation to talk. And, you know, let him know I was at his house and knocked on his door and let him know that, you know, I've called him and he hasn't contacted me and that my door is always open, you know, if you need to talk. And um, I just ask that we can really, you know, close this out with a really powerful prayer that he will fall on his face and be broken before Abba Yah and will reach out because, you know, he's been incredibly responsible and been on pretty much nonstop without any fail. Uh, we, we found out that the weekends were just too tough. So instead of seven days a week, we changed it to five. And, you know, since we did that, uh, the other five days a week that he ran this broadcast as a Yajay for Yahweh and a creative music master, he's really done a super job. And uh, not that Scribe's not doing great. He actually is doing wonderful and uh, both morning and night right now. But... Uh, my heart aches for this little brother. I think there's a lot, a lot of things, you know, that he's still not worked through, obviously. 
because of this uh, recent situation that was revealed that he's he's not learned how to cope or deal with probably his biggest issue that he's had in life and that's that's what we find out when the trial and the test comes we find out whether we really got ourselves above and beyond our hurts our rock bottom realities or do we when they pop up again and there's a trigger do we fall do we backslide do we run away or do we face the test and do our best and overcome all the rest you know I know what I've done and if there's one thing I can give myself credit for is I have never quit I don't quit when it comes I quit drugs don't get me wrong I'm saying I don't quit my recovery I don't quit growing I don't quit trying to become better I just won't do it and you know that's not to say there isn't other places he could go to get help but honestly I don't think anything ever brought him further than what we have this this is what Yah put in his life to take him out of that stuff and church and going to a bunch of Christian festivals was not cutting it wasn't getting the job done what we do here at night what we do in the mornings this gets her done this is a rigorous rigorous study that we do together it's great fellowship much encouragement and we just need more we need more people we need to reach more people we need to be able to duplicate this and have a gathering in every state going on and more people wanting more time slots until we don't even have to have any pre-recorded stuff, but it's 24-hour broadcasting, and people take responsibility to come on and do a recording and come back off, and the next group of people come on, and it just goes. So if you could start visioning that, that'd be great, and that I don't have to do all the work to try to find those people that want to be committed, but they just come to me and say, we want to do this program. I know we got a bunch in prison right now that would love to have the chance to have a mobile phone and do a meeting right now. They'd love it. And if I could make that happen for those guys, man, that would be an incredible ministry from the in that would reach to the out. Hallelujah. So let's pray for Michael Spike tonight. Well, hallelujah. Aviyah, in the name of Yeshua, I ask you to forgive me for the hand I had in possibly pushing Mike away. It was not my intent. I came off too strong. I came off unrighteous. I came off 
hurtful and possibly hateful, and that was not my intention. And I do miss Mike. I wish he was here. Um, it's it's his program. It's his it's his hour. Yeah, he has a special anointing upon him for this. And yeah, I just teshuva from my anger from the outburst that now looking back on it seems so petty and so stupid that it caused me to lash out at everybody I cared for that everybody I care about everybody that I love completely and totally violating the precept of how can you say you love Yah who you haven't seen when you can't even have your brother who's standing right next to you so yeah my, my heart aches my heart breaks for the fact that I have to live with the fact that Mike might not be here because of the way I acted. And that's not a fun place to be. I just wish I knew how to get in touch with him and reassure him and cause him to believe that I'm not doing this out of selfish motives, but I'm doing it out of a righteous motive because I do want to see him grow. And I do love him like a third son. And yeah, I just, I just pray that you would open his heart to hear your word again and let him know that he is part of this regardless of where he is. So as we wrap up, I'm going to play a song by an artist that Mike the Spike actually brought into the ministry. And it's ironic because it actually falls in line with the other songs that were played tonight. As we call on My Shepherd, Our Shepherd by Adam and Lizardo. I love you.
sometimes sponsors picnics or other activities 
often home group members get together to see a movie or go bowling. We have all made good friendships through our home group, and we wouldn't trade that warmth for the world. But sometimes we must take inventory of what our group is doing to fulfill its primary purpose, to carry the message to the still drowning sinner, still suffering addict. Sometimes when we go to our meetings, we know almost everyone and get caught up in the laughter and fun. But what about the newcomer? We've remembered to reach out to the new people who may be sitting by themselves. I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Have we remembered to reach out to the new people who may be sitting by themselves, lonely and frightened? And you could add you and you could add ashamed, despondent, and any other adjective. that further expresses distance from Yeshua. Do we remember to welcome those visiting our group? The love found in the rooms of transformed recovery helps us to recover from addiction. But once we've gotten clean, we must remember to give to others what was so freely given to us. We need to reach out to the addict who still suffers After all, the newcomer is the most important person at any meeting. If that doesn't sound familiar, I don't know what does. Just for today, I'm grateful for the warm fellowship I found in my home group. I will reach out my hand to the still-suffering addict, offering the same fellowship to others. Hallelujah. Marissa, if you would. Rejoice in Yahweh always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your humility be made known to men, to all men, the masters at hand. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and by petition with thanksgiving, so let your requests be made known to Elohim. And the peace of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds to Messiah Yeshua. Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever pure, whatever lovely, whatever good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is any praise, think on these things. And what things you learned and received and heard and saw in me, practice these things, and Elohim of Shalom will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Abba, yeah, in the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for joining us tonight, for moving without question through the lines. Abba, we thank you for breaking the bonds of religion, not just breaking Abba, yeah, but destroying them. Yeah, we thank you for being the chain breaker. Yeah, we are just grateful beyond words for the vision that you give for the continued revelation 
that you authorize and for the relationship that each of us have in you. Uh, but we pray this word goes out and finds excellent soil. Then, Abba, that your Torah would be scattered about and it would be water with your word, with the tears of the saints that were here tonight and with the tears of the ones that are hearing it, yeah, that it would bring conviction unto, unto repentance, unto teshuva. Abba, that Shamayim would celebrate tonight. And whenever this message is heard, in the name of Yeshua, hallelujah. We're going to say goodnight with a song by Cain. Not familiar with this song. It might not be one you can really fall asleep to. I don't know for sure, but to wrap it up, here is Yes, You Can. Sometimes I wonder, is he faithful? Does he see me in my trouble? Does he understand? Sometimes I question if he's able. Can he rescue? Can he save me again and again? But when I Just in his promises and believe.